Siata Dishmaya, let's continue with our lessons. And so in this lesson here, today we're going to learn about Yirat Shamayim, which, which is uh, Yirat Haonesh, uh, fear of punishment, which is the foundation of our spiritual growth. And it's referred to as inferior fear, like in the Safara Makadushim, as, as opposed to the awe of Hashem's greatness, which is called superior fear. So Yirat's Haonesh, uh, which is fear of Hashem, is divided into two parts. It's one, it's the fear of punishment after death, like in, you know, Ge- Gehenna. And then the fear of retribution here on earth is through various forms of, of suffering. So let's begin by discussing punishment after death. Most of us find it difficult to attain this kind of yira because we can't see Gehenna in our eyes. And it's hard to fear it. It's human nature not to fear what we can't conceive, let alone see. So if a person were to be pure and by means of his soul be able to perceive the punishments of the afterlife, he could attain fear of Gehenna. But since very few people are on the level of perceiving what transpires in the spiritual world through their souls, and in any case, may attaining Yiras HaOnesh would be a prerequisite to reaching that level, this is obviously not the way to attain Yiras HaOnesh. So what then is the primary way to attain Yiras HaOnesh? One has to use one's mental faculties, specifically the imaginative faculty, to picture Gehenna and thereby reach Yirah. So the problem, however, is that few people in our day and age are endowed with an imaginative, imaginative faulty strong enough to faculty, strong enough to influence our hearts to fear punishment. And this being the case, it's the most difficult to attain Yirah Taonish. The body can't see it the soul which can perceive it it's hidden from the consciousness and our power of imagination is 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 mamish is too weak so in view of these considerations many teachers in these latter generations decided not to dwell at length on yidatsa onish and others on the other hand felt that we cannot abandon this foundation of our our oboda so they continue to work on it with a great deal in spite of the difficulties that it involves and they actually spend their entire lives teaching people about it. So, nevertheless, due to the difficulties involved, they were not successful. So, both of these approaches are dangerous. If a person skips over Yiratsa Onesh and moves forward to something higher, he's lacking an important foundation. Chas Shalom. At times when, when a person is uninspired and falls spiritually, when the fire of the love of Hashem is not burning within us, for example, you know, what will prevent a person from sinning if he hasn't acquired Yiras Onish? But the other approach is also dangerous. Since it's also difficult to attain Yiras Onish, a person is liable to spend his entire life trying to master it and never move on to higher levels. And so he'll leave this world with very little to show for his efforts. So let's begin to explain the essence, the essence of Yiras Onish. So as we mentioned a number of times, you must strive to find Hashem in every aspect of your life. And this applies to Yirat Aonesh as well. So you have to first find Hashem in your Avodah of Yirat Aonesh. And then figure out how to come closer to Him through it. So first, 
we have to contemplate who created Gehenna. Hashem himself. It's the fruit of his handiwork. In addition to that, consider who meets out the punishment in Gehenna. Does it operate on his own? Of course not. Only Hashem, Kadosh Baruch Hu, the one and only creates Gehenna anew each moment. And that's why he forms light and creates darkness. He makes peace and creates evil. It's stated in the present tense, all things are created each moment anew. He's the one who punishes in Gehenna. And so now let's consider why Hashem created Gehenna. Does he want to harm us? Certainly not. Rather, his desire is clearly that we should all attain closeness to him. But when a person sins, he creates a barrier that prevents him from attaining closeness to Hashem. And one of the ways to remove that barrier is through the punishments of Gehenna. So hence, Gehenna is merely, is merely a means of attaining closeness to Hashem. So if, if one only fears Gehenna without remembering and being conscious of who created it and who punishes there and for what reason, then he's misunderstood the whole point. He fears the external aspect of Gehenna, but fails to grasp the purpose for which this fear was created. So once, however, we internalize an awareness of the existence of the punishment of Gehenna, and this, is a, a, this very awareness generates a fear of it. And why does Hashem, why does Hashem want us to be afraid? Does Hashem want to upset a person and frighten him? So that's certainly not the case. Rather, the entire purpose, the entire purpose of our life is to be close to Hashem. And we, yet we said, by transgressing Hashem's will, a person creates a barrier between, between ourselves and the Creator. And so Hashem therefore created Gehenna so that a person will be afraid of that and hence refrain from doing those very things which will distance himself from Him. So the fear of the punishment of Gehenna is thus not a goal unto itself. It, the, its whole purpose is to prevent a person from distancing himself from his creator and to ensure that he has the privilege of attaining true closeness to him. So merely fearing Gehenna without remembering the purpose of the fear misses the entire point. And it's very fundamental idea. You have to remember that both the punishments as well as the fear of Gehenna exist only for the sake of allowing us to obtain closeness and attachment to the Creator, as opposed to any external reason. So when you strive to acquire Yiratza Ones, you should first be aware of what and whom you fear, Gehenna itself or Hashem, who punishes there. And of course it's natural to fear the punishment, but the main thing is to remember who punishes, who punishes. And this is a deep concept which Harav Yehezkel Levinstein used to speak of. And you have to remember the purpose of this fear. So when you strive to acquire Yirat Ha'onesh in this way, your entire avoda takes on a new life. Otherwise, one might hasve shalom, strive for years to attain fear of Gehenna and yet completely forget about Hashem all that time. And you'll have become preoccupied with the fear of Gehenna, but forget about Hashem. And when a person transgresses in the way that we have recommended, or when a person uh, progresses, when you progress and you move forward in, in the way that we're recommending, then Yirat Haonish itself becomes a means to draw you close to your Creator, and not Hasve Shalom, not Hasve Shalom, the opposite. 
So the key is to determine whether Yirat HaOnesh is helping you remember Hashem more and feel that you're getting closer to Him or if it's made you more self-absorbed and consumed with worry about getting hurt and punished. And there's something else you should know. Yirat HaOnesh is not only a last resort that's needed for small-minded and foolish people. It's also true that the Sepharim HaKadoshim have written that Yirat HaOnesh is meant for such people. What they intended to say is that such people can only attain Yirat HaOnesh and nothing more. But however, it's clear that even the greatest people need Yirat HaOnesh. So when a person is uninspired and feels intellectually unmotivated, right? He needs a strong measure of Yirat HaOnesh. And at such a time, the attitudes that usually motivate uh, motivators are not operating and the only thing that can protect us is Yiratsa Onesh in, it, in our heart so we have to therefore know we have to know that when we start working on Yiratsa Onesh it's thereby, thereby fulfilling Hashem's will and this becomes another element that binds us to Hashem you have to expend effort in acquiring Yiratsa Onesh because this is the will of Hashem and of course, there's, certain, there's times when you may feel Yirada Onesh because you feel the punishment itself. And thus, you work on your Yirada Onesh because you're concerned that you won't have sufficient fear and might therefore come to sin, Hasbe Shalom, and be punished. But because you're afraid for your own sake, you might think that this is not acceptable. So in Shemaim, however, it's considered that, that you're working on this for both reasons, because you fear the punishment of Gehenna, and because Hashem's will is that you should toil to acquire Yirada Onesh. So we see now that you cannot, you can, you can connect to Hashem even through Yirada Omish, which is a person's concern that he might get punished and armed. And to do this, you should remember, you should remember, number one, who created and still creates Gehenna? Number two, who decreased the punishment in Gehenna? Number three, the punishment, the purpose of that punishment, which is to bring a person closer to Hashem. Number four, the purpose of the fear, which is to prevent a person from sinning and becoming distant from Hashem. And number five, the reason for working on acquiring Yiras HaOnesh, at least partially, which is because such is Hashem's will. And so now we have five ways in which Yiras HaOnesh can bring you closer to Hashem. And with this in mind, even when you're working to attain Yiras HaOnesh, you won't be self-absorbed. But you're going to remember your creator properly and even merit coming closer to him. So when we bear in mind these five points, we already start to working on attaining Yiratsa Onesh. So obviously you must first study the works that discuss Yiratsa Onesh, particularly the chapters about Gehenna and Kihibura Kever, punishment of the grave, as described in Rashi Chokmah, Shad Hayira. In addition, Minchas Yehuda, Haruhos Mesapros by the Kabbalist Harav Yehuda Fataya, and which is Abishalom, which describes in detail what happens to a person in the soul world after the soul leaves the body. And each person, according to his mental abilities, should envision in his mind what he has read. So the most important thing is that while you're working to acquire Yiras Aonesh, you should pour out your prayer to Hashem in your own words. For example, you can say, Master of the world, you've commanded me to fear your punishments. Why? So that I will not become distant from you? But on the contrary, merit to come close to you. You gave me a brain and the ability to imagine. Nevertheless, with my present abilities, it's difficult for me to attain Yirat HaOnesh. 
So therefore, master of the world, I will do my part to do whatever I can to fear you. But I know that I cannot succeed on my own. Therefore, master of the world, have pity and compassion on me and plant fear of you in my heart so that I will always fear you and will not come to sin. And I will have the privilege to always be close to you. So if you want to repeat, you can rewind and write it down and say these words. And so each, each one of us should elaborate according to our own ability to express ourselves from the depth of our heart. You should detail all of your innermost feelings and the reason you're striving to attain Yirasa Onish and the difficulties that you're encountering. You should then beg Hashem for help in this. And this has to come from a clear recognition that you could toil for a thousand years a thousand years and still not attain true Yiratza Onesh without Hashem's help. And you must know and understand and feel that all that all this is, is your Avodah. It depends solely on Hashem's help. And you should pray in this way regarding Yiratza Onesh in general as well as its application. For example, you could, you could be walking in the street and afraid that you might not properly guard your eyes. Hasbashalom. And you should preface the situation with a prayer, asking Hashem to please give you the proper sense of Yira on the road. So you'll guard your eyes. And likewise, any occasion that calls for Yira should be preceded by a brief prayer. And that way you'll pray to acquire Yira Saonish in general. And also in any particular situation where you feel that you could fall or you may falter. And so until this point, we've discussed the fear of Gehenna. And so now, let's discuss the fear of suffering in this world, such as illness and pain. So you should first look at the world around you and see all the ill people. May Hashem have compassion on them. So you might suffer, a person might suffer, a person might suffer from heart disease. May Hashem protect us from this. And another might have an illness in his legs and so on. And then you should ponder, why do these people have such illnesses? Is it for no reason? It cannot be because there is no suffering without sin. And this may not be apparent within a particular lifetime, but if a person has sinned with a particular organ, he'll be punished and suffer in that organ. And so therefore, whenever we suffer in any particular limb, you must know that this is the result of something that we have done. And such reflection will instill yira in the heart. In addition, we have to imagine applying Yiratza Onish in a very realistic way. For example, standing near someone else's possession when no one else is around, you should say first to yourself and later to Hashem, I seem to have the ability to steal this article because no one is watching. So why wouldn't I do such a thing? Because I know that if I steal, I'll be punished. And if I steal with this hand, it will be punished. So what, what, whether through a minor or a major injury or through some disease. So a person should consider such examples with his legs as well. Thinking and then saying to ourselves, I can go to a certain place which I know is forbidden to visit, such as a place where people are dressed immodestly, you know, and there isn't an alternate route. So why don't I go that way? Because I know that if I do, I'll be punished in my legs. And the same applies to sins through seeing, hearing, and anything else. You have to picture such a situation again and again in many different ways. So whenever you encounter an ill person, you should use the opportunity to attain Yirah. And understandably, this approach is only appropriate when you're focused on Yirah. 
You must always see things from the perspective of the area in which you are working. So in addition, it's important that you not fall into the mistaken idea that you know why someone else is suffering. Hashem Shalom, we don't know. We don't know anything. Okay, it's it's easier to attain than than the fear of Gehenna. Okay, because the suffering in Gehenna is not visible. Whereas the suffering in this world is clearly seen and a person does fear it. So, however, the difficulty is that many people, many people commit terrible sins. And yet we don't see them being punished at all. And therefore, a person can either consciously or subconsciously lose the awareness and feeling that sin causes suffering. Because often we see just the opposite. And the truth is that there are sins for which one is punished in this world. And there are sins for which one is punished in the upper world according to profound divine considerations. It's therefore difficult, very difficult to attain real yira in this manner. And nevertheless, you should try to acquire yira through contemplating both the suffering of Gehenna and suffering in this world. And each of us according to our ability. And certainly you have to pray, pray greatly for this as we discussed before. And now we must empathize something else. So just as, just as there's been times when we feel that we're growing spiritually and times when we feel that we're falling, there's, there exist different pathways for each of these times. The pathways for spiritual service for times of growth are all of Hashem's greatness, love of Hashem and the like. And the pathways for times of regression is Yiras Aonish. And this is how Hashem made the world. So therefore, each type of avoda is precious to Hashem if performed properly. If performed properly. So clearly, in a time of regression, it's not the time to start working. Not the time, it's not the time to start working to acquire Yirat Saonish. Because that's when we're lax and it's hard to acquire anything. However, it's the proper time to employ Yirat Saonish in a deeper sense so we can rectify our panemius, the inner soul level, which is accomplished through the love of Hashem and the like, as well as our hitsonios, the external body level, which is accomplished through Yira. So a person should therefore have fear of Hashem, because otherwise our feelings of fear will express themselves with regard to external things, not fear of Hashem and His punishment. So we have to must, and we must understand that there's an inherent need to attain Yiratza Onesh, and it's not merely a last resort. And this has to be achieved with clear recognition that such is Hashem's will. And not just something to be done because, it's, because you're worried about yourself. And that way you'll attain joy together with fear. Because you will rejoice that you're able to do Hashem's will. And this is a deeper fulfillment of Yirah. Rejoice with trembling. Regarding which Hazal said, where there is joy, there must be trembling. So when a person toils and attains Yirah, for the sake of heaven, then together with the Yira, you're going to feel glad because you're fulfilling the will of your Creator. And if so, there is Yira together with joy. So the joy comes about through the closeness to Hashem generated by Yira. And I know this is a very deep idea that requires very careful thought. So it's written, just as a father chastises his son, so Hashem, your God, chastises you. And we see that suffering and punishment should be viewed as part of a father-son relationship, which is a relationship of love. So if you enter more deeply into the inner world of Yira, you're going to find Hashem inside the Yira and discover His love for you. And in this way, you'll cleave to Hashem through the Yira. 
Yirah, after all, is a positive mitzvah in the Torah. And the word mitzvah is related to the word safta, connection. If so, even though, even through Yirah, you, can't, you can merit becoming attached to your Creator. And many of us are unaware of this thinking that Yirah Tzahonesh is nothing but apprehension. We recoil from working on Yirah because we don't want to live a life, you know, live in a state of fear. So again, this attitude stems from a lack of inner awareness as to the nature of Yirah, which is really where there is joy, there must be trembling. With, we, with this deeper kind of Yirah, we attain the love of Hashem and the Vekas to Him. And there's no place for sadness at all. So if the Yirah does not bring you to love and the Vekas, it has to be because you're engaged in an external level of Yirah. And you haven't entered the inner depths of the world of Yirah. And therefore, when you begin to attain Yirah, you should do so with an awareness and desire to thereby attain love, the Vekas and joy. And this, this is the deeper intention behind Hazal's praise of those who rejoice even when they suffer. And that's the suffering itself leads to love, joy, and the Vekas to Hashem. Harav Shach, Rav Shalom, once explained that a person is able to have the Vekas to Hashem even while he is in Gehenna. And the death of that comment is the idea, as we explained before. There is no process of growth which allows for any separation from Hashem. Nothing. And through every single matter, you can become bound with Hashem. Through everything. It's clear that you can and you must achieve closeness and the Vekas even through Yirata Onesh. And when you are privileged to appreciate this, you will approach the attainment of Yirata with joy. Just as you would approach the attainment of the love of Hashem with joy. Because essentially they are equal in enabling you to become close and attached to your creator. And that's what David Amalek meant when he said, Closeness to Elohim is good for me. And that is, even in the name of Elohim, which represents Hashem's attribute of justice, is good for me. And through both attributes, which whichever which way they go, one can attain closeness and the vagus to Hashem. So, so guys, until this point, we've dealt with Yirat Onesh, whether in Gehenna or in this world. But in fact, there are five levels of Yirat. There's five levels of Yirat. Number one, Yirat of punishment and suffering, which was explained, which we explained previously. Number two, Yirah for one's honor is when a person is afraid of being embarrassed. As Hazal says, each person is signed, singed by his friend's canopy in Olamaba. Number three, Yirah of lack of shlamas. When one recognizes that perfection is the Vegas to Hashem, he fears that his sins will prevent him from attaining that the Vegas. And these three aspects of Yirah are mentioned in Misidah Yeshayim and the chapters on watchfulness. Okay, number four, Yirah and awe of, a, of, of Hashem's exaltedness. When performing a mitzvah, you fear that you might not be doing it properly and thus you detract from the honor of the king. Five, Yirah of sinning. Always fears, a person always fears that his deeds may diminish the honor of the king of the world. And these last two aspects are described also in Mesirah Yeshayim and the chapter on fear of sin. So we're not going to deal here with the fear of losing a person's honor in the world to come because most people do not naturally sense the honor granted in the higher world because it's a perception of the soul. But as with Yirah HaOnesh, it's going to be necessary to employ the imaginative faculty to attain this because this is difficult for most people. We haven't elaborated on it. 
Okay, so most people, however, naturally pursue honor and it would be easier for them and others would need to invest a great deal of time in it. And it seems that most people in our generation would be best advised to work with Yata Onesh and fear of lacking for perfection and not deal with the fear of losing one's honor. And our time in this world is brief. Okay, and we have so much work to do. It would require too much time for most people in our generation. Okay, so it, therefore now we're going to deal with the fear that one should have lest one lacks shleimos, the vekas to Hashem, because, because of our sins. So first, I'm going to remind you that the Ramhal writes, true shleimos is the vekas to Hashem. Every sin hinders closeness and the vekas to Hashem. If so, the beginning of a person's avoda is to understand that shleimos is the vekas to Hashem. And after that, we have to understand that sinning is a contradiction to the vekas, to Hashem and prevents it. And we must then yearn greatly for this Devekas. So when a person really wants it, he's going to fear lest that he desire, that desire not be fulfilled. But as long as there's no strong will for closeness to Hashem, there can't be the fear of lacking it. For example, take a person who leaves his home with intention of going to the wedding ceremony of a friend. So the chupa is called for 6 o'clock. And when he walks towards the bus stop, he sees the bus pulling away. So the more he wanted to be at this wedding and the closer he is to his friend, the more upset he's going to be about missing that bus. And the opposite is also true. The weaker his desire to attend that wedding, the less concerned he is about not being able to be there on time. And the same applies here. The weaker one's desire to be close and attached to the Creator, if it's only an intellectual decision, the less we're going to be, we're going to fear sin. And there's a fundamental difference between knowledge in the mind and that of the heart. Anyone, anyone who studies the Ramchal knows that the purpose of life is closeness to Hashem. And that sin, that sin prevents, prevents us from reaching this goal. But this might be only intellectual knowledge which cannot inspire fear. So our avodah is to ensure that our heart's desires to be close and attached to Hashem. And the more this idea penetrates into our heart, the more we're going to fear sin, which is the very thing that hinders the goal of closeness, closeness and the vagus to Hashem. And to further illustrate, there are many people, many people who know that it's very important to study the entire Talmud, yet waste so much time precisely because this knowledge is only in their minds, it's not in their hearts, absolute desire. And their hearts are filled with many other desires. So a person has to reach a state in which his whole heart will yearn for nothing but closeness and connection to Hashem, to the extent that he will think about this for the majority part of the day. He will then try to remove any obstacles he will fear sin properly and so since and there are three stages right number one a person must know that the whole purpose of life is to be close to Hashem we, we, we said this many many times over and over again through all these shurim a person must know that the whole purpose of life is to be close to Hashem number two this knowledge has to fill your heart and has to be your greatest longing and number three you must know you must know that sins blocks a person from this goal and these points are not necessarily interdependent it's a, it's possible for a person to have a very great desire to be close and attached to Hashem but you don't feel a person doesn't feel the sin that sin contradicts this and the fact that sin prevents closeness to Hashem is not apparent and sensed by all it's something that we have to learn and understand it requires effort to understand that in addition to making our primary yearning the 
uh, attainment of closeness to Hashem, you should feel that sin prevents and contradicts our life's longing and the goal. This specifically, to be close to Hashem. And this itself is a test. If you were to feel that by sinning, you're losing the degree of closeness to Hashem you had attained, it would be easy to avoid sin. But since this is something that doesn't come naturally, it's clearly Hashem's will that a person has to toil for this as well. This too is our avodah. Okay, so Bezat Hashem, Dishmaya, we're going to continue, and Bezat Hashem tomorrow, we're going to move on to, to the avoda. How do we acquire these ideas? Baruch Adonai, Leolam, Amen, Ve, Amen.